welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 66. This week my guest is Helen Garraway and she'll be telling us all about her writing process and all her books and all that stuff. But first, at my desk. Well, at my desk this week I'm feeling a lot better. As you know, last week I went to Cornwall and it was really, really nice and I had a really good rest. I mean, I still did some work, but it doesn't really feel that work to me. Planning the next book is, you know, all part of the pleasure of it and is one of the most, you know, interesting and fun bits. So I did a bit of that and that was fine. But mostly I did in fact rest and, you know, got the chance to just read for pleasure and all that kind of thing. And um I think what I'm noticing is um, you know, I'm feeling a kind of renewed vigour, which is great, which is what you want a holiday to do for you. And and I think before I went, I had that kind of tiredness that you have, that you know a nap won't fix. <laughs> Whereas, you know, now I do feel, you know, much, much more able to kind of get on. And also I'm in a good place. Um, you know, my midwitch too is at the editors and I'm busy doing the illustrations for the little chapter headings that I like to have in the books. And uh, And that's, you know, of course, it's just fun to do. So that's great. So what else at my desk? Well, before last week, before um, before I went away, I had a little bit of a technical hitch and I thought I'd just have a quick chat with you about that. Now, if you're a reader, um, I'm, you know, I do apologise if you're if you're here because you're you're a reader of books and, and you want to hear about the things. So, you know, if you want to skip on to the interview section, then, you know, do do that. But if you're a writer and you like a few writing tips, you know, and process tips and publishing tips and, you know, stick around and have a listen. So this is what happened to me. And I thought I'd share it with you because I thought it was quite, a, it was kind of a weird thing. And, uh, and, and I think it's something that, you know, we all should have a little look out for. So on my book, in fact, on all my books, I have um, what they call a universal book link. So this is this is a link that goes into the that you can set up with a thing called Booklinker, and I think there's quite a few other places that you can get this for free. But I'm I'm using Booklinker, and basically, you go into their website and you you sign up. You can you can put the links in for your book, and and I think you can put more than one link in. So even if you don't just sell on Amazon, which is what I'm doing at the moment, but if you're selling in a wider capacity, you can put that on, and um, when the buyer clicks on that link, it will take them to. Um, a place where they can find all the buttons that they want. So if they wanted to buy your book from Kobo, they wanted to buy it from Amazon or any other place, D2D or, you know, all the other things, um, they can, they can do that. Um, and similarly, if you are a, uh, you know, if your books are sold, obviously, if they're on Amazon, then, you know, sometimes, somebody from America would might click onto that link or in the UK or other countries in fact and the the book link will take them to the correct territory for the sale so that's the thing with a universal book link it doesn't cost you anything they're they're really good to use and and I would still recommend them even though I'm about to tell you about something that went wrong so I was sort of um, there and I, I knew, so obviously what you do, you're on social media and you go blah, blah, blah about your book and you put a little picture up and then you stick the link on this UBL, this universal book link. And the universal book link says something like my book dot bloody, you know, midwitch, bloody, bloody, blah, and a couple of numbers or something. They kind of vary and um, and you you can just cut and paste and stick this in. And it works a treat. And, uh, you know, it's on my website. It's on, you know, it's on my phone, saved on my phone. So I can, you know, when I'm on social media and all that kind of thing. So marvellous. Anyway, so it was all going 
pretty well. And then a couple of people on the social media uh, said that, oh, this link doesn't work. And I thought, well, of course it works. And then when I kind of looked at it, I thought, well, that's kind of strange. And then somebody else said, and then I had a few people saying it over a couple of days. And then when I got down to it and checked it out, this book link had kind of changed and it was taking people to a a kind of a phishing site, really, um, that kind of looked like, uh, you know, like it was a kind of a a publishing site or something like that. It was very strange. And uh, I was obviously... Obviously, I've been hacked. Now, what was really strange was that the the links were working on, if I was on social media, I was using the link that I'd saved that was on my desktop. That was all working fine. Same on the, I've got a laptop as well. That was all fine, but it wasn't working on my phone. Well, it was working for the the hacker. And so what I think happened was my my phone got hacked, which is really weird. And so, um, I mean, I got in touch with Booklinker and they were really helpful. And they looked into it and it was just the, the weirdest thing. So what I had to do was I had to um, get some, uh, you know, get some stuff up on my phone, you know, an antivirus thing in order to um, reboot my phone and all that kind of thing. And also I changed all my passwords across all my social media and uh, did all those kinds of things like you would do anyway uh, in order to make it safer. And um, and then got the book link. Um, uh, I when the the book link suggested that I changed it, but actually I didn't need to because it wasn't it wasn't a problem with book link. Uh, it was a problem with the, I, the fact that I think I've got my phone got hacked, which was pretty nasty. So my my advice is this: is just check your links every now and again and make sure because the link. What was really awful about it, and this is actually what I wanted to tell you, was the link when you looked at it, when you pasted it through. Now I'm dyslexic, so I don't see details in words very well. That's kind of part of you know my dyslexia thing, and uh, possibly if you didn't have that, you would notice it quickly. Um, but even so, I think sometimes when you're just pasting a link again and again and again, you you know it's there, it's copied onto your Onto, onto your device, whatever that device might be, and you're just, you know, putting it through onto your social media adverts, uh, it's it's easy to just not look at it anymore. You just don't see it. You just assume that it's it's still the same. But then when we compared the Booklinker link and this hacked link, they looked very similar. It was literally like a dot and a something else. And then it was different and it was taking people to a different site instead of taking them to my Amazon page to buy my book. So have a look at your your sites. If you're using a universal book link, a, a UBL, have a check um, that your book link isn't doing anything weird because, you know, it can happen. It happened to me and um, I didn't even notice. And there was nothing else wrong with my phone. There was no other weird sh- stuff going on. I hadn't noticed any other weird blips or things like that. So that was it. So definitely have a look, go through. So obviously, what did I do else? I had to go through. Uh, I went out. I mean, I didn't go all the way because obviously I'm posting two or three times a day across many platforms. Um, But I went back as far as up my my patience would allow and uh, took the book link off, you know, closed those um, adverts down, you know, and deleted them. That's the word I'm looking for. Deleted. It's a bit early in the morning. Deleted them so that I could... um, you know, so that they'd be gone. And uh, and generally people are mostly interacting with stuff that you've done recently. They don't, they're not really to go back and look at your old stuff. So I, I took, I, I went back as far as I could, you know, be bothered with and I hope that that was enough. And it seems to have been. And, uh, and now the links are all working fine. And um, 
like I say, I don't normally bother with antivirus stuff on my phone, but I have got it now. And um, so there we are. So that's my story. So <laughs> apart from that, everything's fine. Um, so there we are. So definitely use a UBL, but just check that nothing's got in there to make it do anything weird that you don't notice anymore. Brilliant. Right. OK, so come and meet Helen Garroway. I know you're going to like her. She's a lovely woman. And here we go. On the Words and Pictures podcast this week, my guest is Helen Garraway. Uh, she is an author of fantasy, quite a lot of fantasy. I'm quite impressed. Um, she's also a USA Today bestselling author. So exciting stuff. Um, so how many books have you got out now, Helen? Quite a few. You're going to have nine. to think now. I can see she's counting. Yeah, I know. Six, seven, nine. I've got nine books published. Nine. Good for you. Just, yeah. yeah. I've completed the Sentinel series. So there's six books in the epic fantasy Sentinel series. And I have two out in a, a fantasy romance series, the Soul Mist yeah. series. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, so your fantasy normally is it a um, is it is it uh, aimed at the sort of YA market or is it a bit more gritty? Where where would you put your fantasy? It's more gritty. Many, many, I wrote many, it many levels on there. Yeah, I wrote it for adult. I was really writing what I enjoy to read, so I was yeah. writing something that I would want to read going forward. And and actually, the reason I published them was I wanted to read them as a book and not on my computer. So originally, I was just writing them for the sheer joy of writing and then I thought well I've got so many books that I had written I need to do something with them and that was when I started investigating whether to self-publish or traditionally publish and and I decided to self-publish in the end yeah yeah well I'm also an indie author so you know we're on the same page here I like yeah I like I like the freedom I like to, I like to decide what I want to do I want to be able to write what I want I don't want anybody breathing down my neck and uh, you know whether I write quick or slow, it's entirely up to me. And I, and I that's, quite that's I quite a nice like thing, that. isn't it? It's yeah. our own schedule. All of the Sentinel books I've written and published on my own schedule. Soul Breather, the first book in my um, Soma series, was the first one I've written to a, an external deadline because that was the book I wrote for the the Realm of Darkness anthology, which was how we I became a USA Today bestselling author. Our anthology hit the USA Today bestseller list. How we exciting! Were yeah. yeah, I think it's number 105, 105 yeah. 150. I've forgotten now off the top of my head. But yeah, we actually got on onto the, the USA Today list, which was absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and, it's, and it takes a lot to get those things going. You know, it, it's a lot of hard work behind the scenes. People people kind of look yeah. at us authors and they think, oh, aren't you lucky, they say. You've mm. got onto this, this whatever it is, you know. And then you think, I've worked so damn hard to get this get this book yeah. going that far to get it listed, you know, on on well, the Amazon it. thing yeah. or whatever it is that you're you're trying to get it to do, and it's 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 a lot, yeah. So well done, you. Yeah, I know it didn't happen by luck. Yes, I mean yeah. it took us a year. You know, you had to write the book, yeah. get it professionally edited. You know, obviously we want it as polished as possible, and then we had to market it for a year just to get the pre-orders and to get the wide orders because you had to hit a certain number of orders on Amazon as well as on apple and on google play and you know other sites so it wasn't just amazon you had to get it you had to get it wide as well so that's why you need a group of authors when us being self-published indie authors we don't have a publishing house behind us no. with that marketing engine so we have to do it all ourselves yeah it's a lot yeah. of work but it yeah. was great fun and it was just amazing that we hit the list so that was all yeah. worth it in the end <laughs> yeah I think I think it's, it's 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 hard work but it's it is great because it is all your own thing you know when you've done it there isn't it wasn't because you had a great publicist or something it's because you just you just learned how to do it and got got on and did that's it. right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we had to do it all yeah so you're writing also the fantasy romance the soul mist series and um 
how how romantic is it? It touches spice, Helen. How, you know, or, yeah, there or is, is, it, or is a, a touch of spice. Yeah. Touch of spice, yeah. good for you. Me yeah. too. I'm, if, a bit, I'm a touch of spice. I'm not. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> yeah, I don't write it for the sake of writing. I almost write it to to strengthen a, the romance yes. and the relationship, yeah. and it comes in when it's needed. So it's yes. not. Yeah. But it's definitely a stronger romance subplot than it is in my Sentinel series, which is pure epic fantasy and adventure and quest and chosen one and off to save the world sort of thing but there is romance in it because that's how the characters evolve over six books you're going to have some (laughs) some eventually but the the Solmist series is is definitely a stronger romantic subplot yeah yeah and so you're a bit like me you've come to write the romance a bit later on after after having written lots of other stuff because I've written something slightly romantic recently and it's interesting to me to to find myself in this space which I always thought oh I'm not writing romance of course now I'm writing romance I'm really enjoying yeah. writing quite amusing you know stuff that I write and uh, I'm I'm really finding it a blast and I think that's the joy of the indie author we can suddenly you know if you have a suddenly a sudden urge to to try a different genre well you darn well can so you're enjoying the romance as well then I guess yeah I am yes yeah so yeah it's definitely and I've written two in the soul mist and I'm currently writing the third book which I think it'll be a trilogy but I sort of hesitate to say it's a trilogy because there's so much that I want to write I'm not quite sure I'm going to fit it all in yeah <laughs> I might have to go on to a book four but which is wonderful when you've created a world and you can keep writing in it then yeah it, that's that's cool. nice and what sort of world is it is, is so it, they, is it they they are or? yeah no well they're more medieval I suppose yeah. as in low tech no tech you know and Solmist the Solmist series is very much um, um, around the idea of light and dark heaven and hell you've got the angels who are in their sunny citadel but they're actually corrupted and you've got the the soulless people living in the shadows and the dark who are actually trying to do the right thing. So, you know, you've got this combination of trying to twist around how light and dark and just because we see something's light and sunny and warm and good doesn't mean it is good, you know, mm. and it's that perception of what's behind the scenes and what's happening. And that's how it sort of evolves into the, the two sides trying to find a path out in the future. So, so yeah, so it's very angels, angels and demons sort of idea, mm. which, is, uh, which is also fun to write. I think it's interesting um, how quite often, you know, not all the time, but but here we are, we're two, we're two um, you know, women writing, uh, you know, and I've written a lot of dark fantasy in my time as well. And and I've, um, I, you know, mine is also set in like a medieval world. And there seems to be some appeal in, in having a no tech world, you know, and yet we spend all day on these computers. You know, I've got like big computers. I've got this one, that one. There's, there's like four in here, you know, because I do graphic design as well. And and it, it's so why? I wonder why we're driven. It's pure to escapism. I think and, it do you is think so? escapism. Yes, yeah. yeah. Immersing yeah. yourself into this vibrant, magical world that you can create. I think it just it's much more colorful and vibrant if you're in a technology world people can relate to it more because they know the technology and they they're working with it all the time you're trying to take them away from that I want to immerse my readers in a new world where they can forget the daily grind and just enjoy and revel in in a, a vibrant magical world that's completely in their their imagination yeah. but is also again very immersive yeah and I, and I think it, funnily enough even the the 
romancy thing that I've written. Um, you know, the the character lives in a little cottage. It's not very techy. She does. She's not very. You know, I quite like that. It's all like low key. There's no microwave oven. There's no. You know, she's lighting the fires and things like that. And I think people yeah. quite like that because it's the same game that you're playing. Really, you're you're taking people out of their high tech life where they're sat on the computer all day. As am I. As are you. Yep. And then yep. and then and then I when I want to read something, I will actually want to read. I don't want to read about. I you mean, want yes, to let I your do. imagination I, go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I, I want to be put into another world, a, a simpler time, perhaps. It is. I think so. It's where you, you've not got the same pressures. I mean, that was mm. sort of the idea also, like with um, the Soul Mist series, you know, when you're in sunny Peronia with the angels, so there's it's always the sun is always out. You're living under the glare of the sun. There are mm. expectations all the time because you can see what everybody's doing and thinking. And it's again, you know, it was that that glare of everybody knowing everything and and managing what you're doing versus those people who were cast away. Really, it's like you're you're useless. You haven't got a soul anymore. You know, we'll use you, but we we don't value you, sort of thing. And it's like what they can hide behind the shadows versus what you do when you're in the glare of the light. So yeah. There's a yeah, there's a whole al- there's a whole analogy there, isn't there? With the, yes. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. your psychology our psychology people are like taking <laughs> notes right now. These mad oh, yeah, how these people yeah. think and where are they going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, so you're an indie author like me, and I noticed on your very lovely website. Now it's a long time since I've seen such a nice website where all the links work, and you've actually got okay. the buy links and all the stuff. Yes, really nice. Um. There's a couple of little indie author things that I thought would be interesting to talk about. Uh, you, I see that you've got your paperbacks on with a thing called the Book Dragon. Would you like to tell me a little bit about that indie book? Yes, store? indeed. Yeah, the Book Dragon is a is a UK bookstore who um, solely stocks independently published authors. So you won't find any traditionally published authors in there. They're just supporting the the indie authors and uh, all of. Um, our work so you join or you can join them and have a membership with them and they help to promote our books and uh, they give us marketing opportunities that you can go up and do book signings but the key thing is is they're trying to build that author indie author community and they actually physically have my books in their shop on the shelves and most of them are signed because I went and did a a book signing earlier in the year and um, when I was launching a, a previous book and um so there are some still on the shelves that are signed. So you can get them from either go into the store, which is in Stockton and Pontes, or you can get it online at the, the bookdragon.co.uk. I think the, the yeah, URL is. Yeah, and, and, and that's on your website. And I'll put the link on, on yes. the show notes as well. Because that, that yeah, but it's like lovely a, that they support like such a nice authors. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to ask them on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I saw that and I thought, why don't I? I've never, I've never heard of them. It has not come across me. And yeah, I, I'm here in this space all the time, you know. And yeah. I thought, how how interesting that's just come, come come under my nose. Interesting stuff. Yes. So yes, I like that. That that is. Um, you get your books in there as well. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, I'm I'm all for it. And and I think um, how I do find that. I think all authors are helpful to each other. I think women are helpful to each other in particular. Um, but I think the indie author people, we're we're very much we're very keen to share our knowledge. We we always, you know, give and support each other and all that kind of thing. Um, on your website, your very lovely website, you've got <laughs> a really good blog going where you're um reviewing books and things like that, which is great, you know, because I I've got a blog. Do I bother with it? No, I can't have half time. <laughs> but but you know, you've made time to do that, and it looks it looks really nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that I've done as well as I have, you know, I have nine books out, and I 
been publishing for three years. You know, everything has happened very quickly for me. And a lot of it is because of the indie author community. You know, I started writing in 2016. I published my first book in 2020. And I just launched my last book in that series, the beginning of October, which completed that series three years to the day that I published my first debut book. But I would never have learned as much as I have done in that short period of time without the indie community. And so many people helped me and gave me advice and pointers as where to go and things to read and things that work, things that don't work, which is just as important <laughs> as things that do work, that I wanted to give back. So I Eden review indie author books. I do author interviews on written author interviews on my blog, um, and I, I and I'm also a member of the um, Alliance of Independent Authors, and I'm an ambassador. So I try and help promote indie authors over traditional authors, and to make sure that we open those gates and those doors so that indie authors can participate wherever traditional authors can actually get involved. So if there's anything that you find that has a barrier that doesn't allow indie authors to participate in. And let me know, you know, we're here to try and help open those doors and make sure that it's a level playing ground for everybody. Indie author books are just as good as traditional. We're just as proud and just as determined to have them as best quality as possible. So um, we should support each other. And that's why I do it. Yeah, definitely want to give back, say thank you to all those who helped me. Yeah, it's a good thing. And also, I think the Alliance is really good um, because there's lots of there's lots of really gritty information on there that you can yeah. go to when if you've got a, if you've got a hard question you need a need a proper answer. The, the alliance is the place. This is it. They can help yeah. you with the legalities and, yes. and the, yes. yeah, the, some of the process stuff that is cut and dried. You have to do it that way or it doesn't work, sort of thing. Yeah. I think one of the key things that I learned in this whole process of publishing is give yourself enough time. Everything takes a lot longer than you think it will. Yeah. No matter how ready you are or how prepared you are. Something will always happen to delay you, <laughs> something out of your control most of the time. And you just have to wait to be able to do that next step. But yeah. don't put yourself under undue pressure. You should give yourself enough time to, to make sure that you can get everything ready and, yeah. and not stress, which is the thing we want to no, do. No, no, this is it. I think you've got to, you know, get it, get it done, you know. But I think also... I think it's hard not to stress sometimes, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think there's there's an awful lot of moving parts to bringing a book out into the world. You know, people, you know, there is. you know, without even thinking about the advertising side of it, which is you know, the marketing's like a whole nother game that you've got to yes, learn. It is, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and and having just learned how to, you know, you people learn how to get the book out there, and then and then you've got a whole nother thing. And each platform's got its own little foibles which drive well this is it when you first yeah. launch your book very few people actually know who you are so you have yeah. to get your name out there and you have to get the awareness out there otherwise so how are they ever going to find you so yeah just look publishing a book is not enough you have to do the marketing piece as well unfortunately yeah which Brilliant. is a whole nother job it's like we wear a lot of hats <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've tried to persuade my husband to run ads for me because I think he'd be quite good at it, but he's just really not having it. Just don't think he wants to learn or get involved in so, anything, you know, but it does it does send you crazy. But so they, what, they definitely make a difference. I mean, I my sales yeah. definitely improved after I started doing it. Yeah, yeah, me me too. I, I think that's unfortunately is the, the, the hard the hard fact that you've you've got to, you know, if you're gonna play yeah. the game, you've got to you've got to put some money. This is it, you've got to put the Books out where the people are buying. So yeah, yeah. Fortunately, that's... majority of them are on Amazon, but there are yeah. other sites. And my Solmus series is wide, so 
the Sentinel series, which is the first series I published, is in Kindle Unlimited. So the ebook is exclusive to Amazon, but the Soul Mist and all of my audiobooks are all wide. So you can get them from wherever you Yeah. Wherever who you, who you published from. your audio with then? So I, I did them through ACX. And yeah. the Sentinel series originally was on Audible exclusively, but I've just taken them wide because. I'm just not reaching a wide enough audience. So I decided to go through Findaway Voices and push them out to to Chirp and uh, Google Play and Kobo and all the other sites, Apple. There yeah. are, wherever you get your audio audiobook from, you can find them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a good that's a good thing. Because I think that's the next thing, really, the the audio thing, which I haven't got round to doing, but I'm always talking about it that I will get round to doing. Yeah. It's very expensive. That's the trouble, you know, the narration. If you're not doing it yourself, I just didn't have the time to do it myself. So I did pay for a narrator. Yeah. And the narrator, obviously, my I mean my books are long books, yeah. you know, they're yeah. epic fantasy. fantasy. Is. You're a yeah. hundred thousand yeah. words, you know, it starts at 13 hours, goes up to 16 hours long for an audio book. Um, that soon mounts up and um, I haven't made back the money that it cost me to do them. So that's why I went wide. I wanted to have as many opportunities to push them out through whatever site is available, but also to get them into libraries. So people can obviously borrow them through libraries as well. So it gives you an option to to hopefully reach that market as well yeah. and at least recoup the cost. I mean, I've decided I'm not going to do any more until I've at least recouped some of the cost. Otherwise, um, it's not worth it unfortunately yeah I think well I think that's often the way with a lot of things you dip your toe into the water and it's, it's quite hard to get it back I mean even just getting back the editing costs and the uh, yes. you know, the, yeah. the, the cost of the covers and things like that I mean I do my own covers um because mm. I'm also a trained artist but but um and that's fine you know and it saves me quite a bit so I kind of tend to spend a bit more on the editing because I'm dyslexic yeah because <laughs> so, then you've got you the penny yeah yeah so I, I kind of think well I, okay, yeah so my two main expenditures but my normal as I release the book is the cover and the editor yeah 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 and the rest I try and do myself so what does the what does your work day look like do you do you manage to write every day or do you do you split your time up between? I try I'm I'm doing a lot of editing at the moment um so I've been doing a lot of editing and I'm writing book three but I work full-time as well so unfortunately I'm not at a point where I can support myself just through my writing so I have a day job so I write in the evenings uh, and I do try to write every day but Sometimes you're just too tired and you, I think you just can't beat yourself up if you can't do it every day. You yeah. do it as much as you can. So most yeah. of my and weekends actually, are writing. Some, sometimes, <laughs> if you, sometimes if you make yourself, you know, sometimes I think I've got to do this. I'm This is what I'm doing. And then I just come in the next day and think I've got to delete it. <laughs> so yeah. you might as well yeah. just let give you cats. I mean, if I, yeah, if I get into a, a mindset where I just have to write and, you know, you get into that zone sometimes and all you're doing is thinking about the book and it's just flowing and you just want to write. I'll just take a couple of days holiday off work and I'll just write just to get it out of my head because you can't concentrate on anything else until you've got it out of your head. So, yeah, um, I'm fortunate that I'm flexible enough that I can, you know, I can manage my work day and I can take days off and to concentrate on on writing as well. So, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. There's a lot, a lot of things. So you've got even more going around in your head than I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I have about four different books spinning around in my head that I need to write. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's. I, that's, I think that's. The time. Yeah, mm-hmm. the trouble is, it's not the ideas. I don't have any trouble with the ideas. It's the, it's the bringing the whole thing to the together, fruition, yeah. isn't it? That's that's mm-hmm. the thing. I find it very difficult because I also write for children, but I never do anything with those books. They're out there. But I never, I just, honestly, there's not enough hours in the day to. You've just got to prioritise. Yeah. I, you know, I just, 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and I have sort of thought about getting a virtual assistant or something like that that would mm. sort of carry that through. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I'm working on that. I've got to learn to delegate. I've got to yeah. be able to let go. And yeah. I'm struggling with that at the minute. So I've got to learn to let go of things and let some other people do things for me. Yeah, I think I focus think on the I'm bits the I want to do and then yeah. shed the others. <laughs> That's the yeah. plan. Not yeah. there, really. yeah. I think it's I think it's hard because you want to do the creative bit. Yeah. And uh, and I don't mind the other bit. It's just literally there's just not enough hours in the days. I, there's not enough of me to promote everything that I've done. If you, know what I mean. yeah. <laughs> you know, so the kids stuff just sits there and I actually really believe in it, you know, yeah. and, and I just never get time to do all the, all the things that I think I'll send you. Yeah. I think that's one. Yeah, I think in a way that's one good argument to stick to one sort of genre because yeah. then you can leverage everything for the, all the books. Once you start switching to a new genre, it's a different audience. You've got to have two newsletters. You've got to start building out a different – you know, it does double up your work. I have stuck to fantasy. I have written a dystopian fantasy, but it's still fantasy. So they're all within that fantasy genre. So I think I'll probably stay there. I can't see me drifting away. And in fact, I'm actually started working on a, another epic fantasy. So I'll that's my favorite genre. So I'll probably stay there pretty much, I think. I just yeah. experimented a bit with the dystopian. It's a standalone and I'll publish that next year. It's just been going off to editing next editor next month. So we'll see what comes back and how that pans out. Yeah, I th- I think it's I think it's nice to you know I, well I think that's really good advice. I won't be taking it from into our job, but it's yeah. But what do you do? I I don't know what I don't know what the answer is because I I want to no. do these different things, you know. And and lots of people are the same, you know. You you'll find you know, and it's it just is it is what it is, you know. And and then you know you other things, you know, like you said, if you're doing your blog, doing your thing for the indie indie community, you know. I do the podcast, you know. So you other things come in, and, yeah, it all, all all takes time. Yeah, exactly. But and uh, it's all taking time away from your writing as well, which is the other piece. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but then I think sometimes, sometimes if you have a have a if you ha- if if you had all day every day to write and I didn't have to do anything else, I don't know whether I'd be as productive because I know when I get in and I go right now, oh, this is my writing space, and I darn well get on with it because I know that this is the moment, you know, and, yeah. and I've, you know, if I don't do that, well, I need to get oh, on with another job. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're doing the wide thing for some things and you're doing the, the, you know, I, I'm pretty much the same as some of my books are wide. Some of them are just in the KU. I just kind of see where they go and, and how that works for me. And um, yeah, it's good. So tell me about the Indie Book Vault then. What on earth is that? So that's an online, sort of like an online library. Um, it's, oh. it, it's, it says it's like a book, book vault where indie authors can register your book. So you can put all your books in there. And it's like a big register of indie authors, completely free. You just send the information in and register your book. And you just need to do a post on social media to spread the word that you're in Indie Book Vault and then put a link on your website, which you've found, um, just so that readers can find more indie authors, basically. Yeah. So it's yeah. just a, a free resource to find more indie books yeah that's that's a really nice thing i'll be putting that link in the show notes as well yeah so i I think that's it's always good because i i you know some people are a bit uh reticent about helping other authors 
you know, they kind of feel that, you know, but I think if people buy your book, they might also buy my book. This is it. We're you not know, really and, in and, competition. We're all no, here together. You know, no, just no. they can only really read your book once. So you want to encourage them to to go and read similar authors as well. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And, and also, I think, you know, when you go into a bookshop, you know, anybody that really likes books, I mean, how often do you go to a bookshop and come back with one book? We well, don't. Oh, do. No, you don't. No, that's do. nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm in that, if I'm in that bookshop, you'd leave me in there for 45 minutes. No, take as many I'm, as you can. I'm, I'm going I'm to grab as many books as I can. And it's the same if I have a have a moment, you know, if I'm downloading things on Kindle, you know, I'm I'm I'm, you know, am I going to? No, it's never one book. If I'm out there shopping, you know, even virtual in the well, you look at the world, also bought. You see what did yeah. other people buy if they bought? Because you're looking for similar books in that genre that you can enjoy because you know you like that genre, so you want more books. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. And, and also I read many genres. So it's it's mm-hmm. it, it, I do. It's, yeah. And I think even though I write fantasy, I think you have to read. Because even though I've written fantasy, you know, there are elements of suspense, mystery, romance, thriller, historical even. You know, you've got elements from all of these different genres that all bind together into a fantasy story. So you can't not read other genres because you need to understand what's you're enjoying, what's successful and what else is being written. Yeah, it's all it's all story, it's all plot. Yeah. It is, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah all entwined. So how do your book covers come into the world then? Do you do you do it as so a sketch? I, that's one of my big expenses. Um my first one I was with a, a graphic designer, he's in the US called Jeff Brown. Um and I didn't have a clue, obviously, with my first book. My first book was the most expensive because everybody had to help me do it. So I had to pay a lot of people because I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I'm a lot better now. But I mean I had ideas when I went. And had the, the discussion with him and of course he put me straight straight away you know you've got to have a, an image that you can have a thumbnail that you can still see what it All is that, and that it has yeah. a certain yeah. genre so I mean I think that must have been one of one of the most amazing experiences was sitting watching him draw on mm. the screen you know the ideas mocking up the ideas for the cover and being the sentinels being a epic fantasy of course it was just uh, these vistas these views and castles Lovely. and things in this just amazing and each book we sort of went from one country to another within the world so it was very much based around um the first one was um very much leafy watches and the second one was deserts the third one was mountains so the colors and then the views sort of went with the um you know the world that we're going to be walking through uh, or riding through as part of the story yeah, yes. Yeah. So it looks like there's quite a few horses in your stories by the book covers. Yes. Yeah, well, we have Darians who are telepathic horses. So they bond oh, with the nice. rider. So you've got <laughs> the Darians. And then we've got these little Arifels, which are little magical kitten-like creatures. But they have the cross between a cat and a dragon. So they have scaly tails and wings, but they're like little Arifels. And that came out from my cat, actually. I have a cat called Alfie who may or may not come and visit while we're talking. And he sleeps with his elbows out and his right. chin yeah. flat. And he looks like a dragon. He has his head flat, his chin flat on the floor, on the ground, elbows out and his tail wrapped around him. And I just think just that's his dragon pose. And then, and then that was the idea of a dragon crossed with a cat. And then I played with his name and moved the letters around. So it began with Alfie and became Arifels and, you know, it's based Good off word. of him. That's yeah, so it's a funny where you get your inspiration from. <laughs> yeah. What I, what I like is if, if see, people saw you and I walking down the street now, I know we live quite near each other. I'm down here in Hampshire and you're in Berkshire. And, yeah. and so we're not we're not too far away. And I may well bump into you because one of my kids lives in Berkshire. Um, you know, you, we're, we're just we're ordinary women, aren't we? We're women of a certain age. Yep. If you saw us walking down the street, you wouldn't think all this stuff was going around in our heads, would you? 
wouldn't. <laughs> no, yeah, all these, am- these amazing creatures and ideas. Yeah. There's a whole world. All things we there. put our characters through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, and I think that's, I think that's great for women kind as well because I think quite often we're passed over you know and 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 in many uh, in many areas yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I think when you when you're getting older and you, and people sort of you know budge in front of you in front of a queue for the coffee shop or or you know what I mean talk over you for something or don't notice you it's like you're invisible yep. and it, it is the funniest thing and I just think if you knew what was going on in my head or what I just published yesterday knew what we've achieved yes you know, exactly the, and it's, the awards we've achieved you know we've actually published all these books yeah uh, yeah and people are loving them so and that's what that's the thrill people are enjoying what we're writing and it just keeps you writing more because yeah uh, yeah we're in love with your characters and you know as I say the Sentinel's Destiny was book six for my Sentinel series which completes the series but my readers want more stories in the world they said no you can't stop you can't stop but I, I sort of said well the series the story of the Sentinels is complete you know I didn't want to keep writing for the sake of writing but I've got ideas for a spin-off so I can continue it, but it's a new story in the same world. So mm. it's some of the same characters, but it's no longer that core quest thing because it's been solved, you know, so yeah. the, the story has ended. It's a natural place to stop. Yeah, it's it's nice nice that they want to have more of it. Because uh, how do you how did you feel about finishing that big piece of books? That's a lot of books in one thing. Did you did you it feel is. like oh I'm thank God, or was it like a bit weird or something? Or did, it's bittersweet because yeah. it's it's an achievement to finish it and um and I've absolutely loved writing in the world and I love the characters but I want to write more so I do have a a prequel written it's currently quite long so I'm debating about splitting it into two books because it's a bit heavy to hold I think the way the number of words it's getting to and I haven't finished it yet so there's more to write but I haven't decided yet so that's a work in progress so there is another um story there and I did say i have a sentinels readers group on um facebook and i put a poll up because people keep saying they want side stories about some of the characters so i said well which character do you want a side story about them which couple or who is it you want and uh they chose Alyssa and jenry who are a couple that are taking over the guardianship of one of the watches and um so they're going to have a christmas bonus story i'm going to write a story about them for christmas so yeah lovely yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. but yes yeah, so but it's just lovely to see people wanting more which is which is really yeah. good yeah, people that are really engaged. And and also I think sometimes we sit in our little rooms, we're tapping away on the thing, and you and, and it's it's kind of a real buzz when you think, well, I've written this and I think it's what it is, you know, and I enjoyed writing yeah. it. And then and then when people really engage with you and, and go, Oh, I thought that bit was funny, or you yeah. know, oh, that was whatever, or whatever, you know, or they, well, this is my favorite you know, chapter because yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and it's a real buzz because you you have that real connection with the reader, and I think that's a really nice thing. And that's the nice thing about social media in this modern world, is I think authors today, more than any other authors, we really connect with our readers, we really yeah. understand what they want and and they're really telling us how they felt all the time about whatever it is we put out there. And I think I think that's a really good thing. It's it's very special because you have a, I don't know, a deep connection with the yeah. person that's read the book, you know. Yeah. yeah. And they can get in touch with you straight away. You know, that's they the can, other thing. Yeah, you know, people, yeah. They can people, sign up to your newsletter. They can reply to your emails. They can post on your Instagram. Yeah. I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I'm not very active elsewhere. Instagram, sometimes on Twitter, not so much these days. Um, and as I say, I have a reader group on sense on Facebook, but um, yeah, uh, Instagram's the main one. I find that the easiest one to to use. 
Yeah, and yeah. I think you sort of gravitate to whichever one you you've you that you get on better with. Yeah. Um, I, I'm and you haven't gone the tw- the TikTok thing then. I've got an account and I've opened that up because we had to do marketing for um, the realm of darkness on TikTok. It's just not my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally I'll post a video, but I'm not really active on there. I the account's yeah. still there, but yeah. Have a, have a go. Do you know? I don't know whether you're aware they've slightly changed it, and now you can put photographs on, so you don't have to get up there and go, "Hey, I'm doing a dance with right. my book." So you can actually just go in there, put your put your book cover on, and go put the blurb something else about the book cover and just do a couple of little booky pictures stick a bit of music on the top done and then you can repeat it that's right so i don't it's really all right and it's it's a really good have have a look at mine look at dj bowman smith and have a look at my tiktok and you'll think oh god that's easy i can do that yeah do that (laughs) well i might be able to use some of the reuse some of the reels and things on instagram yeah yeah all of that yeah yeah Mm. so just uh, i think it's all about um you just have to recycle it, otherwise it's just too big a beast to yeah, manage. Yeah, you just don't have time to keep recreating everything. No, exactly. Yeah. It's enough to do that. Anyway, we're almost out of time, um, Helen. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think, oh, I wish I'd just quickly talked about this, that or the other? So I will say um, I'm really excited at the moment because my third book, Sentinel's Justin, just going to say it, Sentinel's Justice, um, won two gold medals this year. So um, Ooh, well got a done. reader's favourite gold medal in Epic Fantasy and also a uh, Global Book Awards gold medal. So I'm off to the awards ceremony in um, November, which is really exciting. Seen as well done. Achieved the gold. So um, my first gold medal. So I'm very excited about that. Lovely. And are you going to stick it on the cover? You're going to pop it on the cover? First? Yeah, I might do. Yeah, some of the physical ones I have. I don't know if I'll... Um, it seems a shame... When you've got such pretty covers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then you've won the award. You should put the sticker on there or the seal at least. Yeah. uh, Just to show that you've won the award. So it's a difficult decision. Um, I'll probably put it on the ebooks um so that you can see it on the on the web and on the on online. I don't know if I'll physically put it onto the paperbacks. I don't know. Yeah. We'll think about it. But I I suppose I ought to seen as we achieved it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well done you. And it's you know, it doesn't come without hard work. Anyway, um, where can people find you online, Helen? So my website is helengarraway.com. Mm-hmm. And there you can sign up to my newsletter. Uh, I send a newsletter twice a month and you get all previews, early cover reveals and all things like that. Plus you can download two bonus stories. And as I say, there's a Christmas one coming that uh, my readers will get as well for free. So plenty of stories around the Sentinels world. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, which is at Helen Garraway author. And also on Twitter, I think that's a at Helen Garraway author as well. Brilliant. Well done. Yeah, it's lovely. Mm. Well, anyway, and also, guys, if you want to see a website that looks like a proper website should be <laughs> if you're an author, then uh, go and have a look at that website because it is a really good one. I really, really liked it. Very clean. It's got all the bits that you need. Everything works. Um, you've got your um, sign up for your mailing list right on the top where it should be. Perfect. That's the nice. thing. Yes. Yeah. You got it all to hang. You got it all together. Brilliant. Anyway, it's been lovely, lovely, lovely to meet you and talk to you, Helen. And um, Indeed, perhaps, likewise. Thank you for having perhaps me. I, perhaps I will bump into you in Berkshire. <laughs> so lovely to talk to Helen Garraway about all her bits and pieces and her writing life. Right. Well, I don't know who my guest is next week. I'm slightly out of sync with all of this. I've got a few. Um, interviews coming up but I don't know which order they're going to be published in so you'll have to wait and see and uh, and I've got a little bit of a solo episode up my sleeve about a little beer in my bonnet so I, I might put that out instead so we'll have to wait and see for that situation okay so um in the meantime have a great week I uh, hope you have a great productive week or a great reading week if you're a reader and uh, you know tell your friends about the words and pictures podcast if you didn't find the show notes on whatever you found the 
podcast on uh, you can find them on my website which is djbowmansmith.com and you'll find you know show notes and any links stuff that we've mentioned will be on there okay so that's it from me until next time bye bye